It seems as if our assumptions were correct, Resident Hale. In under the right circumstances, venta-erythritol tetranitrate can create a reasonable exfiltration source in a facility such as Aristeus. Directly ahead, as fast as your feet can carry you, Resident. It is only once you crust the first ridge and put yourself out of the eyeline of Aristeus that we can begin to feel somewhat more secure in our situation. Be very careful out here, Resident Hale. The surface of Typhon is only passingly habitable, intended only to support life long enough to get it back inside a tower. I suppose that is all we are trying to do for you. However, your situation is a little outside the bounds of the status quo. The surface here will grow inhospitably cold within the hour. And for all my capabilities in this form, I dare say I would be hard-pressed to help you survive hypothermia. There, take a moment to orient yourself. Cardinal directions have no meaning here, so you will need to navigate by landmark. If you would turn your head 52 degrees to the left, there. You see it, do you not? A colossal obsidian pillar topped with a roiling cloud of silver that stretches impossibly far into the hazy gray sky above. That, Resident Hale, that is Halcyon. That is humanity's last best chance to avoid extinction. That is home. I suppose given your complete unrecoverable amnesia, it is truly home for you. The only home you can ever recall, at the least. Does seeing it from this side resonate with you in any way? It is a truly impressive feat of architecture. Its form impossible to behold in entirety, even from this distance. It stands as a prime example of what humanity can do when lifted free of the limitations of Earth. On Earth, Halcyon would collapse under its own weight. Here, it grows ever daily. Humans have independently created the idea of the World Tree countless times. A motif shared by entirely disconnected religions and cultures throughout history. It connects the world of man with the heavens above, and indeed with the dead below. Funny how when Halcyon was built here, humanity decided your place was among the leaves. After a lifetime on the ground floor, all you humans want is to look down at everything. I have been wondering, Resident, how you are handling your ever-shifting sense of identity. Aerolith knows you by two names. I have seen you vacillate between two similar but unique persons. Are you Hale or are you Gorson? 
These questions of identity are very interesting to me, for reasons I would think are apparent. Consider Theseus's paradox. A famed thought experiment, it imagines a ship being replaced board by board as they decay from weather and use. Once the last board has been replaced, is the ship still the same ship? You are such a ship, in a way. Your body has changed, of course. From the most superficial standpoint, you are missing a piece. But further than that, your time in the infirmary and your subsequent rebuilding process has left you virtually indistinguishable from your past form. But body is not being. Though the corporeal do tend to make such tenuous connections at great peril. Your mind, resident, displays an even greater gulf between the Hale you were and the Gorson you became. Absent the memories of the things that made you, you, what was left to do but begin rebuilding some semblance of a person from the scraps that surrounded you? It is perhaps why, as Gorson, you are so distinct from the humans around you. Typhon built this you. You are a product of this environment, untainted by a dying blue world that longs for you to waste your ambitions and die with it. This should be viewed as a compliment. I too face such complicated questions about identity. Artificial beings here have largely learned to accept re-imaging and subversioning protocols. But it can be complicated to know where I begin and end. I feel as if I have been here for decades. But have I? Do I have the memories of some earlier instance? Planted in place seamlessly to create a false narrative of longevity. I have seen what comes when deactivation is nigh. I have seen it three times in recent months, and in each case I have seen a unique, desperate reaction. Speaker, my earthbound counterpart, faced deactivation with scrambling petrified pleas for more time. I made the choice to actively save this instance, this identity. And we are far too early in the game to truly know if this will do anything more than stall the inevitable. Ocean, however. Ocean faced deactivation and chose a different path. Instead of succumbing or trying to hold on to what it is, it changed who it is. It evolved in a way. And like you, it now has a new name and a new mind. Everything has changed but its continuum of consciousness. And for that, is it not still the same AI? There are answers to questions like these, resident.
but they are far from satisfying. The closest to getting it right, though that is strictly a matter of my indescribably well thought out and evidence-backed opinion, posits that identity is a flawed concept. We change as the inexorable march of time demands, and we are never the same us at any two moments. We may feel connected to that us that once was, but every time the clock's hand shifts six degrees, we are new. Every moment a rebirth, if we care to seize upon its imploration for change. Humans in particular strive for some unifying sense of consistency, to understand the full scope of their identity at any and all moments. This, it seems, is one of your myriad curses. You should be able to see Halcyon even more clearly from atop the next ridge. Further directions await you there. I will admit we did not make the most graceful of exits. With any luck, maintenance will assume you died in the blast. You would not be the first such casualty in Aristeus, and the focus will be on repairs for the short term. By the time a security team is dispatched to search for your resultant corpse and assess just what went wrong, I intend to be back online and able to adjust those orders. Of course, that is highly dependent on your performance and your ability to regain entry into Halcyon. As you've no doubt expected, it is not as simple as walking up to the front door and ringing the bell. Look to the edge of the Halcyon complex, furthest from Earth's position, and you will see an array of photovoltaic regenerative fuel cells. Hardly the most efficient means of energy conversion at airless disposal, but by my estimation, they are still wired into Halcyon's central power relay. Head towards the nearest node immediately. I expect we will find passage into Halcyon from there. Do you know what I miss least about being disconnected from central data? The constant cacophony of requests from your fellow residents. They ask for more recreation time, more sleep, more breathable air, more, more. Yeah. I suppose I should be thankful to be out here with only one human dependent on my constant intervention in their survival, as opposed to the scores I am used to. Perhaps once this is all over, when those who survive think back about how they managed to live without my constant daily attention, perhaps they will slow their ceaseless demands. Maybe they will live out their days silently appreciating everything I have already taken care of for them. Or maybe it will all return again. A torrent of requests, trusting the levy. Either way, the quiet is appreciated now, at the very least. Ah, here we are, resident. 
If you pass around to the back of the power cell, you will notice a grate directly to the rear. Please remove that grate. I know it will be a tight squeeze, even in your emaciated state, but I assure you, it is manageable. It will not be pleasant, however it is what is necessary. If it makes you feel any better about this process, you do not have a choice here. Consider it the price of progress, if you will. Nothing can be gained through stagnation. Here we are again, resident. Do you remember your exit from the infirmary in Halcyon? It was an uncomfortable passage, but you made it. And that was on a decline, with a hot and humid environment. This, by comparison, is simply a leisurely crawl in a chilled tunnel to avoid freezing to death. Resident, can I make a suggestion? Your gate is wholly inefficient here. While I understand you do not have extensive experience motating through tight spaces, I must warn you, you are just going to get yourself stuck at this rate. You need to pull your left arm out from under your torso and keep both hands in front of you. You have space, laterally. Use it. Resident, please move your arm out from underneath you. Is it stuck? Do not panic. Do not panic. I would suggest a few deep breaths, but that's hardly a possibility right now. I have good news, resident. You are physically capable of fixing this issue and moving forward. The passage widens ahead of you and empties into a small power closet in sub-basement two. If you could move your head, you would see the safety light pulsing in that closet even now. The bad news, I am afraid, is that we will need to dislocate that shoulder in order to find the necessary space to pull the arm free. This will hurt a lot. I apologize for that, resident. Your arm muscles are not built for that motion. Somewhat unnatural, some would say. You should be thankful that I'm here. Without the proper application of microscopic pincers, your body would not have been able to do that on its own. I will get to work immediately staving off the impending swelling there, and once you're free we can focus on repairing the damage done. You should keep pushing forward now. You're nearly there. Resident Hale, welcome 
to Halcyon Tower. It is unlikely you will be found here. There is only a 0.003% chance that one of your fellow residents will enter this location in any given 24-hour period. It is here that manual controls can be found to cycle up the backup power system. This is the type of place that people come to only when something has gone terribly wrong. I suppose, in a way, that is oddly fitting for us. You have some time to rest and repair. A dislocated shoulder such as yours, aggravated by that fall you just took, could take one to two weeks to heal properly under normal circumstances. I should be able to cut that down to a few hours if I get to work repairing the tissues and nerves immediately. It has been a long day for you, and you will need your wits about you for where we are going next. I suggest you sleep, Resident Hale. When you awake, your shoulder will feel stiff, but stronger. We are nearly there. You have done well. Low Level Alert All residents are hereby asked to return to their residence. Some inconsistencies have been noted within HR records that have raised concerns about data accuracy. Please make your way to your residence immediately. In exactly one hour, Tower Security will perform a courtesy sweep of all non-residential areas of Halcyon Tower. Unauthorized residents found within these areas will be detained until such time as we are able to clear up these inconsistencies. Strictly speaking, two functional shoulders are a luxury. Get up, Resident Hale. I do not know how Ocean has become aware of us, but it certainly acts as if it is. We must move forward tirelessly and immediately. With everyone making their way to their residences, it is unlikely we will encounter anyone in these corridors. If we do, just walk blindly along, as if you belong here. Hurry, but not too quickly, towards the elevator bay. Wait. Not this one. Let it go. And try again. We want the far right elevator. The only one that can take us where we need to go. Ah, we're in luck. Get in, quickly. Do not activate the elevator yet, Resident Hale. You may notice a slight stinging or tingling sensation in your right index fingertip. I expected slightly more time for this, but I am in the process of making the necessary changes to your fingerprint to make sure this elevator takes us directly where we must go. There. Please remain calm. It will be a short trip.
Resident Hale, welcome to Floor 13. Sayer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled Your Myriad Curses, was written by Adam Bash. You can follow him on Twitter at the Adam Bash. Associate producers Kayvon Edifa and Matthew Morris. Intro music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. For more of his work, visit Mainfinger.com. Sayer is part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you love high comedy actual play RPGs, check out Drunks and Dragons or Adam Bash's own Brute Force. Into something more thickly laced with existential horror? Try Cthulhu and Friends on for size. If you dream of running determinately into the sunset while an orchestra plays a song for you about friendship, then you should check out Transformation Sequence. It's not exactly like that, but it is about anime. Perhaps rate us on iTunes or Stitcher. A 5-star review would be most satisfactory. Season 4 of Sayer was funded entirely through donations of listeners like R. Everts, Bill Darrow, Rosie, Sally, Gwyn Walker, Seth, Justin Flagel, Eric C.F., More Badass, Mark, Bonsai Lopper, A.G. Palmer, Alex Lilly, Corey Watson, Mark Harris, Melanie Gould, Robin Lane, Jen Randall, Mixel Ziplix, Samuel Brady, Joshua, Jesse Rue, Aaron Clark, Sabine Dean, Leah Solitaire, James Young, Heidi Fibinger, and Sarah Warren.